shifting Momentum shifting pretense Adjustments on the defense Got demons trying to creep in I'm on the line and dropped in coverage Focused on what we in We can't give up the deep end Zoning out on defense Get back on through the week This is a hot mess express What's going on everybody? This is the Hoopers No Show And I am Coach Jeff and I'm Coach Mar. Hey, and we got a hot one for you today We're talking about the three ball Did it change at all? Or is it just another evolution of the game? Um, let's hop into a couple quick things. Real quick, it's almost the weekend, though. It's almost the weekend. Hail the weekend. I'll be good by the weekend. <laughs> All right. What is? I thought you were gonna sing a little bit of the weekend. What's on feet today? Oh, nothing major. Kobe's. Uh -oh. Little Kobe. No big deal. Little mama mentality. Now these were on sale. Cause I like a good bargain. Who doesn't? Same. Right. These are the Furies. I love a good. I got these on sale for like sixty-five bucks. I'm such a couple fan. weeks before Kobe died. I'm such a fan of performance sneakers. As you can see, Air Jordan 37s, Bordeaux colorway. Big fan of the performance. 36s still speak to my heart. A lot of bounce in those shoes. Um, I, but, do, I do enjoy that shoe. Oh, completely. Yeah, but we are not a sneaker podcast, even though we have a love for sneakers. Um, but let's, let's hop on into a couple things. So wanted to talk about the three ball and uh, basically how it's impacted the game. Um, so I guess that's, that's where we'll start at. You All know? right, well, I did a little research. Okay. Because I said we were going to give a little history. So three-point line was mm -hmm. introduced in 1979. Okay. In the NBA, which was Magic and Larry Bird's rookie year. Yes. 1986 was brought into the NCAA, and a year after, 87, is when it was implemented in high school. Um, okay. MJ fun fact, and I know this is one of the random fun facts about MJ that I always bring up. With the whole, like, you know, comparing old school versus new school. Well, hey. Michael Jordan didn't have three-point line in college. No, he did not. So, his no, first not. four seasons, he shot less than 20% from three-point line. Yeah, it, it, and then they actually, at some point, moved the line up yes. during the MJ era. Yes. So, I've got it right now. We've got NBA's 23 feet. Well, and they keep moving it back. Yes, of course. They keep have moving to. it back. Um, and I would love to get into that with that book that I have. What is it? Stall ball or something like that? Sprawl ball. Sprawl ball. That's it. Mm -hmm. Stall ball. Huh. That's, uh, yeah. So NBA 23 feet corners are 22. NCAA men is 20 feet. WNBA is 20. Women's NCAA is 19. Hmm. And your all time record holders, WNBA, Donna Tarazi. She's a 36%. She shoots the rock. And then Steph. And obviously, and counting. Steph is forty-two percent and counting. So there's your little history lesson. Which on is it. phenomenal. I guess the you know the more it becomes part of the game, the higher the percentages will be for those shooting it because that's yeah. being practiced more. Right. And game-like scenarios and in real time, so mm -hmm. it does make a lot of sense. Well, let me ask this: uh, three ball does that evolve into the four ball? Are you a oh, fan God, of that? Oh God, never! Please don't. I see. Give, give me a four-point play. The old like, just like they like the old-fashioned three-point play, right? Right. Two and one. Yeah. Give me a four point play, three and one. I, I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of 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 that. Like if I shoot a three, a foul. Yeah, four. But I am not a fan of gimmicks. Do not add a. No, and I. I'm sure that's what they felt when the three pointer was that's added. That's exactly what but, it was. From what I read, it was like a a wowzers. Yes. It was a wowzers moment. The entertainment part of it. Yeah. Well, now you've got people shooting the rocket high clip, right? Leave it the way it is. Yeah. Like I mean, that probably is a good segue into that sprawl ball. Where what I read is that. You know, the short, they call it the short corners in the NBA because it's 22 feet in the corners where everywhere else is 23, but you guys mm. got, you got guys like Steph shooting it at what, 
30. Yeah. Like jacking them from, you know, logos. So we're, this whole portion of the book basically said each home team, it has to be 23 no matter what. But for a Golden State... Maybe their three-point line's 28. Right. But that's their, that is the three-point line. So it would kind of depict, like, you know, where you were going. Would have like, a variation what, of what the, the court should be like. Correct. I, I, you know, I love it. I love that in theory. But I, I am, which is weird, I do like some boundaries. I do like some uni- um, uniformity. If you're going to change it at all, if you want to add some wowzer, razzle-dazzle, that's a way to go with it. But adding a four-point, get out of my face. Go yeah. away. Nah, I kind of, you know, old, where I love the three-pointer, I love, you know, all that comes with the game today, and I'm a fan of today's game. Yes. Um, but I am not a fan of, yeah, four-pointers. Four I'm not a fan of, of uh, gimmicks, you no, know. No, give me the four-pointer the right, like, the old-fashioned way. Yeah, the leave game it, The game it, is what it is now. If it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, your your opinion is the, has the three-pointer killed the game? No. No. Mm-mm. No, I think it, I mean, it's added. That's such a loaded, it's like a multi, multi We'll dive into question. it there, champ. Okay. Overall, for professional sports, mm-hmm. no. Okay. Even NCAA. Youth game, yes, absolutely, million percent. Mm. Because, I mean, you know, you've got, you're like Mike's, right? Everyone wants to be like Steph, so let me jack them right before I cross half court. Well, Again, those kids don't realize the work that Steph puts in. They don't see everything, that, his warm-up shooting, where he starts underneath the basket, works mm-hmm. all the way back, works all the way back in. It's the coaching is what the problem is. Telling them when that it's the right time to shoot it or not. And actually, with Caitlin Clark, who's the beast, by the way, they asked Lisa Blunders that question. How do you rein in? She's like a she's she's the Steph Curry of the women's game. Right. Um. They're like, how do you, how do you rein it in? Because she will cross half court and yank it from the logo, and mm. she crushes them. Like I mean, with the ease. Yeah, if you're hitting them, it's hard to deny it. And she said something along the lines of, "Sometimes you don't try to take the bushel away from the fire." But, I don't know. It must be an Iowa thing. It's out of super Midwest. But basically, what she had to work on with her is she doesn't want to dim her light. Mm-hmm. She just has worked on her about. The timing of when to do it. Right, not every open shot's a great shot, Correct. even though. Well, and everybody's become... open at half court. Right, half court. Right, right. That's fine. What about you? What do you What do you think? So I, I want to piggyback a little bit. Um, I think at the youth level, good coaching can curb, you know, that three pointer to to make it make sense. If because yeah. we we'll talk about. It. I mean, we don't allow somebody to come down without oh. first being able to shoot the ball at that distance. Right. To start shooting from that distance right so i think that's that's totally important is before you start squeezing a three ball you got to be really effective from 10 15 feet um and i think if any kid that's listening any coach uh, aspiring trainer if you get on the internet you're going to find that a lot of those workouts start under the basket. And I mean, that's as tried and true as time and different variations. It starts with your form. Yeah, different variations of form form shooting. Because it... Uh, I don't know. It, it hurts my feelings. So it really does. My take, if we're talking about the NBA, absolutely not. The three-pointer has only, it, it's only improved the NBA. I mean, look at the scoring aspect of it, right? I mean, the games are, are more interesting. The spacing is so much better. Uh, to, to those points, it's only improved what the game, you know, has become. The I downs, think it's built the era of what the game is now. Yeah. The downside to it is that, 
you're talking, and, and most people don't really, they think they know, but they don't really understand how good a professional basketball player is. Most of those guys that you think can't shoot the three ball would show up to your high school gym and make 100 straight. Correct. You know what I mean? Your worst three-point shooter. Right. So when you get guys that are you're that. You're Danny Green's. No, I'm kidding. You're, you're <laughs> Such so, a hater of Danny Green's. So when you get guys that are that big, that athletic, into that much space. Yes. It's so hard because all you hear is I've been watching a lot of like 80s, 90s basketball and defense, defense. And the defense was okay. Um, there was less space, though. I think it made it mm -hmm. seem like the defense was so much better. Now there's so much space. And offensively, kids and players have evolved. It was such a different style of a game. Though. Right. Dribble, kick. You know, now they can dribble, kick, and they, the movement is different. It's, you know, but just the ability, like I always talk about the Euro step. We didn't know the no. Euro step until Ginobili came. Now it's part of, that's like a, a fourth move and somebody's, you know, they, right. they're doing it and it's forgotten about. Right. So people are so much harder to guard. And then you got space. So it appears that defense has lacked. Um, but it's really just defense hasn't evolved because they don't know how to play it. So my point to that is I think they need to allow not defenders to play tackle, but I think they need to allow defenders to be a little bit more aggressive up front i think the whistle needs to be swallowed a little oh, bit more the now bad. the whistle is bad this year because you have to curve it right at some point well, it, you it, have to curve the spacing the ability of these guys to shoot if it from anywhere you gotta call it yeah you gotta let them land that I yeah mean, that, that's just the way it is and some that's of kind those of a, are like some of them are silly yeah but again like with your staff steph people love to hate the fact that they say, oh, he's ruined the game of basketball. No, he's pioneered the game of basketball. Right. He has absolutely pioneered it because before, well, I mean, it maybe a couple of years before, but he's really brought the three. Well, imagine Golden State without a three-point line. They would suck. Yeah. Golden well, State would suck. I don't think they would. I don't they think they would suck, but they are. They're absolutely not no. what they are. I mean, I, I would because I things they do really well is move without the basketball screen. You know, things like that do translate. Correct. But if, you know, if you're shooting twos. From uh, thirty foot, that's why the mid range has well, died because you're with tweener. I, I, I'm like, yeah, they're a tweener. I <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a low percentage too. You might and, as well go for a dunk. So that is another point. And one of the games point, I was watching, I think Golden State, they were raving because Golden State had scored twenty plus points in the paint, ah, which was unheard of for them. <laughs> like they shoot the ball outside the paint. That's just the way it is. But what I was going back to earlier is with Steph pioneering the game of basketball. What I love about it is he's given a place for smaller guards. Oh, a thousand percent. He's given them a home. He's given them a place to be creative. A and thousand he's, percent. And, he, and be, I think because of him, you've seen more creative. And not just him. I mean, you've got your Jason Kids. You've got all of these guys. But for him, he's kind of a, the face of an era. But I think he might be, this is just me, it might be a little bit of a crazy take. I think he's kind of been the reason why your big men are dying. You've got your stretch fours coming out. It's part of it. I, I, it's the the three balls. The name of the game. Yeah, it's, it's what's coming up. But then, I mean, you, which is the difference between eighties and nineties? Because you got all those big ass men clogging the paint. You don't have these six eight, six nine, six ten guys clogging the paint anymore. You have them jacking. It it comes back to that spacing, right? The same thing, like you said. It it. I think he has pushed the big man out 
of the paint. Not out of the game, but out of the paint. Right. Which big men now shoot the ball better than most guards. Hey, like it, a Dirk. Like, uh, like Dirk was like kind of the beginning of that the evolutionary death of a big step man. towards. Yeah. Right. Well, and you got to think like. Think about Patrick Ewing and Olajuwon, like yeah. phenomenal bigs, back to the basket. Olajuwon could step out and hit a 15-footer and, and all that. Now you got a Jokic that can do those things and also and Embiid, take... And as much as I don't like him, you got an Embiid. Embiid, and yeah, and then they can take you 30 feet from the basket and hit shots in your face and, and, then you and got get your, off the dribble. And you got and then you got, you got your rare unicorns of a Kevin Durant who doesn't even identify as a big man. Jesus. Like, it, I think... I, I think Steph has transcended the game of basketball, to be honest. I really have. Like, if I was, if you had to pick two players in his era, it would be him and LeBron. Yeah. It would have to be, I mean, without a doubt. Um, a thousand percent. A thousand percent. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Le LeBron's impact on the game is, is long-lasting and forever, and he's definitely going to go down, arguably, as a top-five player. Um, and for some, the GOAT, some, you know, three, some two, wherever you land on that, but he's ab absolutely going to go down that argument. But, dare I say, universal impact? Steph Curry's had more impact on the game of basketball than LeBron, which is wild yes. to say. Because, yes. and most people, if you're yelling at the screen, it, listen. No, you're right. You're it's million, I don't, it's I the trickle down. That college game which was so old so traditional now is even kind of evolved high school kids are shoot youth sports you're seeing right. kids shoot the ball and it's look it's not it's some people place blame it's his fault no it's our job and responsibility to that's where the game's going to okay understand it and yes. try to approach it and teach it the right way well and i think that that's such a great outlook because if you look at it too like people were so hot on zion right why because he was the next lebron mm. a he never will be he's, he's no. entirely just not mm -mm. but kids like steph or a dime a dozen i say dime a dozen every episode so i might as well throw it in there yeah you've got kids who are willing and want to yank threes at a high clip one thing they don't realize that Steph Curry does is he never stops moving ever, never. ever. No. Where you've got, which is one of the things I don't like about it. It's probably one of the only things I don't like about it is the impact it's had on the youth game. Because we see a lot of it. Yeah, we see a lot of it. And you lot see of a it. lot of people that don't know how to coach it, teach it, and you know, re they they. It's those false positives, right? When yeah. somebody's got an ugly jump shot and they hit five oh. of them, you're like, God, we gotta fix it. And you start fixing it. And then they miss a hundred, and they're like, "Well, shit, your shit, show me the wrong way. It's not dropping no more." It's like, ah, stick with it. They will. You have to shoot as many like this now yeah. that you did the bad. So it's that same thing. That false positive. Kids coming down. Little Johnny's chucking from three, and he's glassing in. It's like, whoa! Well, I'm and a three, it doesn't help. I'm a three-point shooter. That you've got what um, House of Highlights saying. Look at this two-year-old jacking mm -hmm. it from like three-quarter court. Like, don't encourage that. Yeah, that's a it's um, bad basketball. Yeah, that's for the, a youth game. For Steph Curry, it's not. A, I mean, he's been doing. If anyone's watched Steph Curry even through college, he did it in college. Yeah, he ruined everybody's bracket. I think what his junior year I, when yeah. he went down, was it Sweet Sixteen run with Davidson or was it Elite Eight? I don't know how far. I can't remember how far I don't know, they it was went. The year he it was all a, my damn it, brackets. They went. They went deep. They made a deep run, and that's that's when everybody kind of started rocking with him. I, you know, he had yeah. all the super. I think LeBron was there in the crowd and all that mm -hmm. um, to watch him, but. You know, to see him get drafted, and I felt like, man, he's not going to be that guy. I remember being that guy. Like, he's so tiny. And then to come out and, like, to watch them be 
the Cavs to be a 72. And I mean, Cavs ended up coming back in the one series and beating them. But to have absolute dominance in the NBA with a guard his size was kind of, I was mind blown. Like, I didn't never well, thought that. I, I don't remember if I was, aside from when he ruined my brackets, I feel like I was always a Steph lover. The only thing I didn't like was the impact on the youth game. Yeah. But but also that's not the kid's fault. That's who's coaching them and that's who's teaching them and and all of that. So that right. you can't exactly give that, you know, to the kids themselves cuz you know, adults have a part in that too. Right. But I feel like I've always liked Steph because I'm I'm not the tallest person. Well, so he gave little people like me a hope. Like, you know, it's just like a place, a home. Like you got He's so relatable because he's probably the same size as the average person he's your to the nba he's the outlier to the normal person he's, he is the standard right you know so of course you can attach yourself to that i think uh and he's, he's very likable right and i think every little johnny and, and jill dreams of making it at some level yeah you know playing basketball so you have that to attach to mm-hmm. it, it is pretty special because you know it does give hope. Hope's a good thing, right? Yeah. Because most people aren't going to play college basketball. They're not going to play in the NBA. They're not going to play in the WNBA. They're not going to no. play, you know, beyond high school. But those ones that can, you know, make it are just, you know, a dime a, a dime that you don't see. No. Um, so it is pretty special to have a guy like that that, you know, six, what, six three. And is he six three NBA wise? Is he six three? So we're really six, six, six two. Yeah, six two. On a good um, day, with shoes on. Yeah, <laughs> six two, and can you know just shoot the lights out? And historically, I was trying to find it. Um, I didn't find it, but um, historically, we I got mean, some comments in here. What we got going? Uh, we got we got your saying best looking duo, duh. <laughs> Snack attacks. Yeah. And then we got for sure. Jimmy buckets in here saying, "Hey, love y'all." And then we've got. Uh, what highlights? Highlights basketball saying so what's up? What's up, what's up y'all? What's up? Um, but yeah, with Steph, he's he's just he's that lightning in the bottle that you can't catch twice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, Mahmoud Abdul Muhammad. I looked I looked his stats up. I think it's I might be saying it. Is that right? Hold on. I have no idea what you're even trying to say. Hold on, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you because he was kind of the first Steph. Um. Interesting. He changed. He changed the. He yeah. There we go. Mahmoud Abdul Raouf. Why am I? Why was I saying Muhammad? Don't listen to me. I just listened to him on the uh, (laughs) the all all the smoke podcast. Yeah. Watched him play. You know the NBA kind of. This is a a little bit of a left turn, but you know basically booted him from the league because of his religious beliefs. But he was that first high scoring guard uh that could fill it up from anywhere so it you know to give steph a nod you have to kind of go back and, and res- oh you always gotta nod the roots obviously yeah you gotta. and he and he i don't know if you watched him in the big three but he's an absolute killer he can he can still score at 50 um but it just takes me back to that argument well steph couldn't play in the 90s well oh, i hate that argument it's the worst guess what mahmoud abdul raouf was an absolute killer when he got the opportunity and then the nba of course you know that was a whole other argument whether he should or shouldn't be. You know, he, he's still for his beliefs. So you got to stand on that, and I love it. But I, I feel like this specific episode kind of relates back to our first one, the very, very first one, old school versus new school. Yeah. Because we were talking about you were talking about a specialist versus a generalist. No. He specifically is a specialist. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Now you load up a team, man. You add add 
add another one. Add Clay Clay Thompson to the mix. I would say. Then so. you got your generalist, which, which is a underestimating term when it comes to Andre Iguodala. Your Draymonds. Right. They're by no means are they are they generalists. I mean they're professional athletes, but in the in the way of how we were explaining you're saying, specialist versus generalist. You're saying Clay's a specialist three point shooter, Steph's specialist three point shooter. Three point shooter and then you add those high level bas like well rounded basketball players around them. Right. We're not saying they're not well rounded, but the the Draymonds of the team. Because Draymond not on the floor with them, I mean you could tell. Yeah, it's it incredible. It's detrimental to them. It's incredible to yeah. see, you know, him kind of go from being a guy at Michigan, you know, one of the better guys at Michigan State to right. taking an absolute killer role yeah. into what he's doing now. Are we live still? Are we good? Well, I'll, I'll uh, get back to it. I think it ended, but keep, keep going. You're good. Oh, uh, so, um, why did it end? Oh, I our, said low battery. Our live ended, but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, you look at Draymond, who's an absolute piece to the puzzle, one of the biggest pieces. Yes. Willing to do what others aren't willing to do, and to you know make sure that um, the his role is is bigger than the me. It's all about the we. So that's kind of cool. Yes, sir. What was I going to say? I was going to say something about oh, specialists and generalists. So that kind of brings me to a that brings me to a really good point. Um, or a really good, I don't know, point or segue. So you have your specialists. Mm -hmm. You have your guys that have specialized over time. And we talked about this vaguely, uh, vaguely briefly in a text. Steve Kerr. Oh, yes. And um, what's his name? Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves. Yeah, Steve Kerr and Austin Reeves. So... Hey, look at them sexy legs. <laughs> <laughs> Got them out. Oh, it's man thigh season. It's thigh times. It's thigh. thigh times. Yeah, all right, so go go with what you were well, saying. Are we not live? No, no we're live. We're, we're, we're live here. Let's keep going. Oh, we're I'm recording. sorry, GoPro. We're, I'm over here having technical difficulties. But So you have an Austin Reeves, right? Okay. Who's an absolute killer. He's a product of you know the game's evolution. And you have a Steve Kerr. Who is an absolute specialist? Yes. In his time, uh, a three-point specialist. Now, I don't know. I haven't looked up the numbers, but I would go on a limb to say Austin Reeves shoots the three at a pretty decent clip. Uh, we know Steve Kerr is historically one of the better three-point shooters and also one of the greatest free-throw shooters. Does Steve Kerr translate to today's game? I think. Well, yeah, of course. Okay. I think absolutely. It would he be Austin Reeves or would he? Be more. Um, no, I don't know. I know. Is he a three and D bench guy, or is he still in that same role? You know what I mean. Is he, or does he evolve? Like Reeves can punch, he can guard, he can boogie. Steve Kerr. Ah, off the top of my head, I want to say six two, but let's see. Well, say he isn't he like a little thing. Ah, I say six two. Let's see, Steve. Look, we don't have a because Austin Reeves is what every bit of six four six five. Steve right? Kerr is. 6'3", so I was an inch off. These inches, Six they get three. me every time. Yeah, he's not. So he's, I mean, average height. Average NBA height? I don't know about, yeah, he's close. Yeah. Um, no. Reeves well, is 6'5", so he is two inches I taller. I think he does, and then you also have to think about it. I mean, Steve Kerr is the mind behind Golden State. 
So uh, I well, think he's got a very big hand. He in does how have they a very operate. big hand. Yeah, Mark Mark Jackson was the was the key. Just like Pop. Yeah. Like, I mean, just like Pop. I mean, he's. Yeah, I'd say Mark Jackson was the guy that kicked it off. But yeah, Steve Kerr's been super. In, you're right, instrumental in. He's leveled them up. Yes, by a landslide. Percent. And I think, I mean, I think he's I, he I, he's good across any generation. I feel yeah. any era, any yeah. era of basketball. It's just he, he operates at such a high IQ as well. He understands the game. Mm-hmm. He's creative. I, I think that by no like, that's would, easy. I would see him moving into like a. Still, still the same role, but I, I do think that he would just because of the spacing, he would be effective. But Liz, it is kind of a fun thing to to you know look at like who translates forward and back. And I was kind of talking about um, you know Steph. I think Austin Reeves. I don't know if he translates back. I don't know. Oh my! I think he does. He's such know. a he's such a hard nosed guy. Uh, I think if Steph translates back again, you got these outliers, these guys that are smaller, but shooting the basketball to me. If you're able to do it, and you're able to put that ball in the bucket, man, it's almost it's almost impossible to say you couldn't play in any era. I'm just going off more of his his height. Your Austin Reeves versus your Steve Kerr, because for me, a Steve Kerr, you've got like you just think about the way he runs a Golden State offense. It's perfect for him. Yeah, he would thrive in that type of offense. I don't know the way the Lakers play because they're so hot and cold. I don't know if Austin just, Reeves survives just that. Just above 500 now, Caruso, finally. Caruso survives that. You think Caruso goes back and plays? Yeah, oh, my God, yeah. I think Reeves does, too. I think those two... two someone asked him Someone asked him about... <laughs> and he said, I think something about... Are you and Caruso the same or something like that? He said, well, yeah, because we're white. I don't know. It's fun. <laughs> I, just, I think that just happened. Like, there was, a, there was a, a moment that just happened, so... Yeah, I think the three ball, you know, coming back to that, we've kind of jumped and we've had some technical yeah. difficulties, but... To come back Sorry to Sorry about it. that, guys. Yeah, yeah we're, you know, we're, we're a mom-and-pop shop. Give us till season four. We'll be flawless. Uh, trust me. Now, how, how do you feel as a coach about the three ball? I love it. I mean, as, as someone that loves to... Do you to, love it more than... Do, do you think that we differ on that? Yeah, I would assume. I would assume so. <laughs> but I do. I love the three-point <laughs> shot. I love the three-point shot. Um, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I, you know, I think within flow of the game, uh, you know, is it's very tough at the youth level to get kids to understand good shot, bad shot because of that. I'm open thing. First shot, you know, typically if it's a long one, long rebound kills the momentum of your, you know, your offense. And it normally occurs when not everybody is down the floor. Yes. So and I think that's not the only you have of youth not basketball. a chance to get a rebound. It's also a terrible shot. Yeah. Yes. Game situation. Yeah. Now like, Situational, of course. If you're hitting them, they're your killers. You know, they're they're moment like it's hard Last for teams seconds, to recover. Sure. Yeah. But just to yank them, to yank them while daddy's taking a video of you, I don't think that's cool. I don't like that. You don't love it? No. I do. I don't. No, I don't. I, I mean, I, I don't, don't. I don't dislike. As a coach, it. I don't. Yeah. I, As a fan, I like the spank them, buddy. I like the three point. I, I guess anything in context can be bad. I love a, I love the three point shooting teams. Um, Things that you know, I'm not particularly fond of is anything like if you're coming down, squeezing first shot from three. Don't necessarily love that if you're dribbling between two people and not kicking. Don't love that if you're iso balling six moves instead of one or two. I uh, don't love that. It's all situational. It's right? a, yeah, it's all situational. You know, and we we train you know right. combo stuff too. So that's not to say I don't like combo moves because right. you have to overtrain muscles. But yeah. 
that's the IQ piece, knowing when when to win and when to not. Well, and and that's kind of like where I was going for it, because again, like if 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 you're hot, you're hot, right? So if you're staying out there, that's great. But as a coach, what mm-hmm. I don't like coming down, and you've got two guys jumping up and down like this right underneath the basket, and you're yanking a three like a half court shot immediately. Like that's terrible. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. And then you've got the coach that's encouraging it. At, at, what are you teaching them? Well, most of the time they're not. They're praying, you know, that this kid's skill outlasts, you know, what what they can do on the sidelines. And you, to be good as a coach, you have to have good players, great players, all that. But you also, you know, got to curve some of it. But I can see why people can, it's easy. Like, I mean, Steph, didn't you say it in an interview recently? Maybe not recently, like last six months. Like, well, don't blame me. <laughs> he said, like, but I, I, don't, I don't take those shots just randomly. He's like, you know... I work a lot. And like it's not my fault that they take those. They they see me shooting them and then they shoot them. Yeah, it's it's different. And I don't think a lot of people watch his workouts, see what he did, do, what he does over and over and mm-hmm. over. I don't either. I mean, maybe now there's so much access, but it's like anything. People take, it, they take the summary instead of reading the whole book. You know, it it's yes. the easy thing, right? It's easy to point a finger. All right, it's easy to say, oh, well, I read the summary, so I know the book. Well, you know, most people they'll see the. TikTok, they'll see the YouTube short, they'll see the Instagram reel, and they can extract what they want from it instead of watching a full game. I don't even think people watch full games half the time. Well, I'm a weirdo. I watch I watch entire games. Same. Which, and I don't watch every game, but I do watch a lot of basketball. All of the commercials that come through, but some commercials are good, so it's entertaining. <laughs> but um, me as a coach, um, it depends. Yeah. That's where I'm at with it. Um, I don't thoroughly enjoy when the team like the the whoever the kid is shooting it is shooting it just to shoot it right because they want to shoot it and they haven't looked at what's in front of them they don't i mean do you even know what the score is do you know how much time's on the clock most likely they don't are they in man are they in zone are you just coming up and you're yanking it because to me that doesn't sound like you're playing the game for anybody else aside from yourself yeah that's important that's the part i don't like about the three point. I think that ties point. in the highlight culture and all that too, with, with right, who probably. they're playing for, what they're playing for. Probably. Uh, but not being able to recognize a defense is, is huge. That's, that's a huge IQ thing. If you're if you're a basketball player and you can't identify what the other team is in, mm-hmm. it's probably a problem. I agree. Um, you know, we talk about deficiencies in players. Like you should be looking for that player's weakness immediately. Yep. You know, find now, out what they I do well say, and not as well, a and shooter, go at it. If they're coming at you, hand down, hand down, man down, I'm going to shoot that in your face. Mm-hmm. Like, give me a top foot, something like, but I can almost guarantee you your second and third graders that are yanking them from the spots they're yanking them are, they're some, not looking, and they walk every time they some shoot them. Some of them kids are like, and we're, I'm in it, I see it, they're chucking the bitch from their hip. It's Christmas spirit. It's, it's ugly. It's Christmas spirit, it's super ugly, it's not fundamentally correct, but also you can, you can tell a kid that, Knows what he's looking at. Yeah. Before he's actually doing it. Instead of kids that are just taking it and just yanking Christmas spirit. You know it. Yanking from their their hips, yeah. It's, but little dad's got, you know, the clips of them. And it's like, oh, they're chucking it and it's going in. Woo! It's like, nah, 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 man. That ain't it. But yeah, I think at the, I think, I think at the youth level, it's, it it needs curved some regard, uh, especially because fundamentals are sorely lacking in the words of Jake Shuttlesworth. Um, I agree with It's that. tough. It's tough. You know, it really is. It's tough. But I do not think the three... I 
don't think that the three ball has ruined the game. I think it's only enhanced the game. But I do think that it is our job to find a way to find better to find better needs, balance. There need a balance and getting a grip on it, right? Yeah. Because it blows my mind. Because we come from two different eras of basketball. Mm-hmm. I'm old. So, yeah, you're real old. So, to have everything that we have now, and as coaches, as trainers, as as former players, to have everything that these kids have now, and then things that you had to have money to get access for when we were playing, yeah. is it's everywhere. Yeah. So, for the IQ to not be there, the awareness to not be there, the form, all of, to just for it to not exist, it just blows my mind. I it doesn't agree. make sense. I think that's something that needs to really, really be controlled because you got to remember, these kids are the future of basketball. Mm-hmm. Some of them, most of them, they're all gonna go somewhere. Some, one percent of them is gonna turn into the NBA, or WNBA, or wherever it is. So. Somebody along the line has to tell him, like, play, play, not put him in a box, but understand what they're looking at. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing? If not, then then everybody's going to point their finger at a guy like Steph and be like, you were in basketball, when yeah. all reality, he I think, didn't. I think that's the easy way out, though. Like, oh, you ruined the game, instead Correct. of saying, like, man, look how he's made the game so much better. Look at the possibilities. Wow, you don't have to be six right. eight and jumping out the gym. Not to say stuff's not extremely athletic and talented. It's not saying that. It's just saying, you know, look at the endless he possibilities. Has a he is, he, yeah, he's created endless possibilities for the game. Correct. You know, and again, I do think he's had he's had more uh, impact to the game universally than LeBron. Well, and because LeBron's your unicorn. God, is like, he that? Your unicorn. I mean, Steph Curry is six three. Probably not. LeBron with shoes on. LeBron's kid's more stuff than he is LeBron. But yes, he is. But also, was he six? How big is six, he? Two, six, three. Six, two, six, three. I mean, he's athletically average, gifted, but gen, yeah, not fair. Mm-hmm. I want those genetics too. But he's got he's given kids under six four hope for great. playing at the next level. Agreed. So that's I really mean, what's that's, about. It is, and you I know. just like I mean, we're part of forming the youth, I guess, mm-hmm. just like everybody else that trains and coaches so i mean looking towards the future has to be the future of the game we all love Uh uh-huh i agree i agree yeah it you know it's one of those things i would love to get somebody on here that thinks it's ruined it and i would love just to kind of see why they think that way and i would i would almost assume the argument would be defense you know defense no one plays defense anymore because all they do is shoot threes i guarantee i'd almost guarantee that somebody if not a lot of folks argument and it's not a, it's not that it's not valid. It's just that it's, I don't think that it's accurate. Just and I also That's a, sounds like a cop out to me. It is. I just don't think people understand how hard it is to guard guys that can shoot over you, or go around you. Well, the, and that, until and you're guarding somebody that can shoot over you. Stre- you started to stretch it. You started to stretch the floor because I mean most people thought, what you get up to like what four four feet in front of the key where you want to start your offense, right? You don't want to start your offense at half court. Well, mm-hmm. now, guess what if you have to? Yeah, yeah. You have to because I could pull up at half court. Yeah. yeah. And at a high clip. Mm-hmm. Continuously. Yeah. What are you going to do then? <sighs> what do you do defensively then? Do you think they bring should bring back the hand check? Mm, define hand check for me. I would, you know, anytime your hand is on that man and you kind of can keep it there, just... For spatial awareness, 
Well, the NBA's mean, could, hands. Well, hand, you could be here, but I mean, like, I mean, as they move. Yes. Oh, as they move. see. I think I think there's still contact, but I think that. I mean, hand, contact, yeah, but I mean, if you get hand check, and you're I mean, directing them basically, which. Oh way no! Get. You can no, yeah. no, no, no. I don't think they have to go as extreme as bringing back the '90s hand check. I don't, but I do think they need to bring allow more physicality within the defensive because defense can only evolve so far. Defensive schemes can only do so much because you can only play a certain style of defense. Well, I wonder if they start to adopt more European rules. Maybe. Because, I mean, didn't Lucas say it's easy as hell to score in the United States? Yeah. FIBA's a little bit uh, tougher. That international, FIBA, I don't know, but the the international waters are a little bit -hmm. bit tougher score. Uh, It does seem like it's a harder-nosed style basketball. Um and the three-point ball is coveted from what I've seen and watched, but it's not as heralded, if that makes yeah. sense, as it is our side. Right. They do have an extreme emphasis on still – because the NBA, if we're talking NBA, zooming out and not college, the NBA is very much getting the best shot for certain guys. Mm-hmm. And you'll hear NBA players say that. Where European college, you're still running some sort of system. You're still playing within some sort of system, so yeah, I think that also you know plays a part. Um, yeah, that's true. But yeah, isn't the lane wider? There's all kinds of things. The European game. I mean, I think I think yeah. I mean, they might. I mean, the shit. The game's grown so popular international. Why not? Yeah. But I, I mean, no four point plays, four God. pointers. Old old way. You gotta. Do you move it back again? Which. I don't necessarily hate that whole sprawl ball thing they brought up in that in that one chapter. Yeah. I don't think it's it's been under review by the NBA. Yeah. They have presented it, which I mean, if you have a sh- shitty shooting NBA team, you leave it at twenty three. But you got your Golden State's. I just think I, back. man, what with trades, but, the but free then, agency. But then you've got your true home court advantage. Right. Where now, I mean, what is... I think that's cool, like a true home that, court that's advantage. That's exactly what they were talking but about. But I just think what's, I'm going to be that old man with, oh, with so much free agency and trades. I just don't think it's possible. I don't know. I don't care. I don't think I... Yeah. I'm not a fan of it, is what well, I Well, then say. you have to also think of, like, a trickle-down effect, right? Because, I mean, if your team starts sucking, like, they're going to... Why are you sucking? Now you got to move your line. You got to... Well, you got to move your line, but you got to find a shooter, right? Yeah. Like, maybe you don't have a shooter. Yeah. You, know, you got to go train and then it all starts to have a trickle down effect. You start to lose fans and money drives everything. That's you start to thing. lose interest, you start to lose viewers. I am I mean, curious. I've seen and I haven't Just want to put out there that WM the NCAA women's highest watching rate of the March Madness. Just want to put that out there. That's fire. Um because I am cur- I have seen articles floating around and I am curious. I know that viewership is not at its highest for the NBA from from what I recall reading, I, and I could be wrong. Again, no no stat checkers, fact checkers. This is all off the top, so some of it might be distorted. Um, some names might get, get jacked me, up. But I do feel like game. yeah, I do feel like viewership is down, and I do feel like uh, there's been talk about you know today's game and how it's played, and you know how it does tie into people not wanting to go watch it because it's you know just a shootout. But you would wonder like. They wanted more scoring. Now you got it. Now you don't want it. Like, now you don't want it. Well, and I think I, I think a big, big part of why the women's game's coming on the rise is those NIL deals. Yeah. I mean, especially with LSU, you got what's her name? Oh, I'm gonna say her name. Flojé Johnson. Mm-hmm. She's got a basketball player. She's got the highest. Hers, hers is like almost seven hundred thousand. 
but there's a uh, gymnastics uh someone in NCAA gymnastics. All women are like the top three or four grossing NIL deals. Making That's bread. crazy. That got it two is. two on LSU with Angel Reese, Bar- it, Bayou Barbie. Yeah, the yeah the Bayou Barbie. Uh, it it is dope though. It is. It, it and guess what? As Steph Curry give birth to you know a whole generation of three point shooting machines, those ladies will give birth to a generation of more ladies that want to play that aspire to say, oh well, shit, there is more than this after high school. Because well, a lot of times, I mean, yeah, you can go play college, but then it was like, oh well, there's no. There's no after that. Then the WNBA came, and it still needs a lot of work as far as how people get paid and the money gets, you know. That's my bedtime. <laughs> oh, and that's all, folks, and how the money kind of gets uh, maneuvered. But oh, those NIL deals have really changed oh, the game. And that's, I, you know, look, uh, we could talk talk on a lot of topics, and I'm not an expert on any of them. Uh, Hoopers know. Uh, but I think we're, you know, trying to grow and learn. So that's one I would like to dive into is the NIL. Uh, yes, I, and I, I've continuously tried to reach out to people. And speaking of Bayou Barbie, LSU has an entire NIL program, department. Respect. Like, when she said, because I think she came from Maryland. Yeah. She said they that she had never seen it before. I'm pretty sure she came from Maryland. That's wild. Because she's a Baltimore girl. Hey, body yeah. more in the building. Respect. But what, what I was saying, like when before Iowa. How did she get the bait, the Bayou Barbie? Because I mean, I know, I, know, I know where LSU is. I get that. I, Don't yell at me. She should be the Baltimore Barbie in the Bayou. Triple B. Trademark Big baller that. brand. Angel Reese. You, know you hear that? Holla at your boy. <laughs> <laughs> NIL that. Yeah. Nah, I'm just, all right, I'm talking shit. B, what is it? B cubed? B cubed. <laughs> yeah, B cubed. Big um, baller. No, but before the Iowa game started, they showed a preview of Sue Bird dropping in on their practice. And the faces of all of them were just like their mouths dropped, right? And then Caitlin Clark was just kind of like, okay, like, bet. Like, everybody else was completely floored, and Caitlin Clark was just like, bet. Okay, cool. But then you've got your Caitlin Clarks, and you get Diana Taurasi's. you got all these big names, right, that are just com- taking over women's basketball. But Sue Bird just retired. Sue Bird was dull. She just retired. Diana Taurasi, still playing. I feel like she's been in the game since I've... I was a, a child. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but she's been in the game though. for a very long time. Um, and she's an absolute legend in any aspect of the game. Um, and she's a six-foot point guard, by the way. That blows my mind that she's tall. I did not know she that. She is a six-foot point guard. It is unbelievable. And like She's extremely... Um, they say if Diana Taurasi and Sue Bird had a child, it would be Caitlin Clark. That's she wild. She passes the ball. like it, I mean... I think she's the only NC or fast. It's either the fastest or the only NCAA player to get to 900 points and 300 assists. <sighs> I, I, she, she, she's a cheat code. Yeah. And you look at her and you're like, no way. What about, um, what about Shorty that's got the sneakers, the the deal, the Nike deal, Sabrina? Inescu. Yeah. What? Mm. What? What's what's your take kind of on that? Like to me. A that that shoe is absolute fire. Oh, seeing, that shoe! Is, I love seeing, it. Seeing, seeing, kind of this is, and this is not a left field thing. This is kind of piggybacking off the NIL, but also the inspirational side of the game, mm-hmm. where she's got her own sneaker line, and then the merch is dope. Yes. Um, but they're not getting shit shoes. They're getting like the aesthetically pleasing. They yeah. uh, again, I'm a performance sneaker guy, so the performance uh, at side of the game, yeah. they look like they're gonna be right. Like, 
They look like Kobe's. That right, and a little bit of Kyrie in it. Like to me, that's mind blowing. There was a time, like like the swoops were dope, no doubt. Yeah. But they didn't look like that, and like swoops was an Olympian. I mean, an oh, absolute yeah. dog. I mean, one of the first, you know, um, folks faces of the WNBA. But now you're kind of seeing like these these sneaker deals with Nike, and you know, again, they're not getting bum sneakers. They're no. getting heat where there's NBA players that don't even get a shoe that's that aesthetically pleasing that's actually got its own you know signature line. So I mean, to me, it, I don't kind of off topic from three ball, but also kind of on brand with that Steph Curry you know positioning of how you're impacting the game. Does that impact the game? You know, is she one of those? Because I, I don't, I can't sit here and say I've watched her play. I the, watched her play a little bit in college. Okay. Um, does she impact the game that way? And, um, or no? Is, she's got a different style than a Caitlin Clark does, but I mean, she's... She's just kind of found a, a, a lane. She's found a lane, but I think one thing that she's, she was, Kobe was her mentor. Mentor, mentor, mentor. I don't know. 9.30. I'm yeah. tired. <laughs> My bedtime went off, but <laughs> we about, um, we about we about to end. Yeah, we about to end, but she's and at the age of information, the way it is, and how you can pull back the archives and look at all of these things over time, and then her game matches it. Plus, you add Kobe into it. I think that's where her lane comes from. Plus, right. she's dogging over it at uh, in New York, and they, I think they just got. What John Paul Jones? Like they've got they've got a little super team going because I think it might be Las Vegas Aces and Liberty this year because Yowzers, Aces just loaded up too. Well, I mean, which is kind of it, it's fire to hear, you know, you kind of talk like that with those big market teams and you know those teams that kind of mm-hmm. have uh, built up a little bit of a, a brand over the past few years of, you know, juggernauts and I, all the movement. It does start to mirror, you know, what you see in, you know, the NBA, and it's kind of dope. And again, so does the sneaker side of the thing, where I, I don't, to me, it's not, it's not getting the hype it should, but as somebody that you know absolutely is in, you know, into the sneaker culture and signature shoes, it's a major thing. I mean, I think the the shoe is a really cool tribute because when I first looked at it. I saw a Kobe. Yeah, it, I it's mean, it's got the snakeskin vibe. It kind of, actually, kind of yeah. looks like these. It does. It, it's got it, GT it, cut. Yeah. GT. Uh, I mean, GT the shoe cut is fire. Vibes. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely a fire sneaker. It's definitely one I want to add to my sneaker collection. That's definitely no cap at all. That's a thousand percent. Yeah. Like I want that shoe. Um, where I don't know that I've necessarily felt that about other females that play ball shoe, and that's not a not a knock to females. It's a knock to how they've been designed. The UA spawns have been cool, mm-hmm. but like that shoe to me, for whatever reason, like it's, it's, yeah, like yeah. it spoke to my my basketball soul. I don't know yeah. why I just love it. Um, again, I you know the swoops were fire and, and all that. But I mean, I think it's really starting to pick up. What what's the like, other shoe that um, Deladon? You got the Deladon. There you I, go. I I love Elena Deladon. Me too. I do not like the sneaker. Do not. It's entirely way too bulky. Which I was going Looks to say. Looks clunky. It's what, what, WNBA had what their twenty fifth anniversary that sounds or right. last year. That sounds right. Because definitely not fifth. Don't you got the ball? No, it is twenty fifth. Is it twenty five or is it? I think it's twenty five. Anyway, they did. Fact Nike check, picked Jeff. up. Nike picked up a whole WNBA line last year. Well, and WNBA line's still kicking. So that goes to show you that it's picked up. Like I mean, yeah. 
people made a big deal. I mean, I know 20, I've W25. 25, yep. So, I mean, and they're doing nothing but adding more to the WNBA line, which I think is dope. That means it's it's getting it's getting picked up. Like, I think it's sweet. And you're also in the era where girls, who, who's, girls have to aspire to be somebody, right? Right. Like, mine, I love, I love Becky Hammond. She was my favorite. Hall of Famer, by the way, this class, no big deal, with Dwayne Wade. Yeah, Becky Hammond is dope. I loved her. I actually saw her courtside. Fun fact. That was my favorite. Yeah. It was awesome. I mean, to me, I mean, I'm, I remember growing up in that area, your Lisa Leslie's, your Cheryl Swoops, your um, Cynthia, Cynthia Coopers that were just, you know... Again, for and Dawn, duh. Yeah, Dawn Staley. Dawn's I mean, the best. For but for, I feel like there was a, and maybe it's because I kind of got disconnected from basketball too. But I feel like there was a big gap for not just you know, but they were kind of generational because yeah. of the Olympics. Olympics was you mm-hmm. know, and of course they did their thing. But they kind of came to the NBA. Some of those folks on the back end, yeah, because there wasn't an opportunity in space for them. So to me, it's kind of dope now. That there's these spaces, these opportunities um, for people to play. I'm, what, I'm, I'm gonna get the team wrong. Shit, her name Maddie Segrist. She just declared for the for the WNBA. There would be girl like trolls and trolls of girls screaming for Maddie Segrist when she would walk into the gym. Oh, Maddie, she's feeling Nova girl. Nova, months. there it is. Yep. Uh, I mean, a girl could play. What shorty goes Connecticut? The point guard, blonde hair girl. Paige uh, Buckers. Yeah, Paige. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think was, about her game? Uh, Phenom in high school. I mean, she I, she was a Naismith winner last uh, not last year. That was um, Aaliyah Boston year before. I think twenty twenty one. I like her. She's October twentieth twentieth birthday. Oh, you guys are you guys birthday twins? We're close, close I, enough. I like a Paige Buckner's. I don't mind her. Buckers, Buckner's. Yeah, Buck. I don't know. Buke, yeah, I mean, you would think it would say Buker's, but it is. It sucks that she's been riddled yeah. with injury. So that's that one of those sucks. things that I don't think. You can, unfortunately, I don't think you can shake once if it's bad and it starts early and you expect to play 10, 15 years. It's really hard to to recover from that. So I would wonder if that goes on the wear and tear of the level that she played at for so long. For so long, it could. It could. I think you know one of the and things. And if she was a one sport athlete, because didn't I send you that article? Yeah, one sport. So here's my theory on that. You know, I do love two sport athletes. I think it's I think it's incredible, but. When you start to zoom out, the guys and gals that play two sports, or more, or more, may be safer from injury. But I would love to do a case study, and I don't think they'd have as I don't think they, at least in my purview from where I've seen, they don't have the success. And one of the, they're usually really good at in high school, and you know both sports, and then they don't play one or the other. Um, so it is, it's that tough balance of like, do you specialize in one at well, certain see, point? Well, and then I also think like. I don't know. I'm agreeing to disagree, right? Uh oh. I think, I think the GoPro just kicked on. That's another topic for another day. I think that's our cue to, yeah, to wrap it. But, but that what is I was one gonna say is to I talk about. Feel like this would be a good little teaser. This is a teaser. Is, Let's end on this. Go ahead, talk tease. about it. Let's cliffhang. Um, I think that may be playing into the status and what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. versus what you can do, right? Mm-hmm. Well. You don't train four or five days a week, like what we tell you. You don't train four or five days a week. You're not fully committed to the sport year-round. You're not playing on the high level or the circuit, so you'll never have the same amount of success as the kid that does. Right. But, well, like I've told a couple of our other kids who play other sports, we've got kids that are corners and safeties. you got fast feet. 
You got kids that wrestle. Great. You know how to maneuver around people. Right. Without, you know, giving them the people's elbow. Like, there's other skills that translate. That you can extract from the other sport. That you can extract and apply from other sports. I agree with that. I would agree with that. Aside from physicality, I remember my, my child was having a hard time. Not a hard time. He just, we would tell him how many times, like, bro, go to the rack. Like, when you're downhill, you can't be stopped. Go. Get downhill, chief. And it, it was like a hesitation. And I looked at him, I'm like, dude, you're a running back. People, like, they can't hit you the way, like, these people in football want to kill you. Like, you've never fumbled the ball, so get down, like, get to the rack. They can't hit you the way they hit you in football. Right. So, no one's taking Absorb the ball out of you. And you know how to take a hit. So, like, I, I don't know. I, it's it, one of those to me, it's like a status versus a, what you should do or any of that. I, for me, my, my angle on it is more, I'm thinking, you know, fuck the status, fuck all that, I, you know, or and, and injuries. Because those are going to come or not come, I don't know that part. That's where we would, ha- we, me, you, whoever yeah. would have to do research and might find out that you know like the way I'm thinking is completely flawed, which is most likely the case. But I'm, I'm thinking more so from the aspect of, from when I when I zoom out, mm-hmm. people that have made it. Uh, I mean, I'm not talking Bo Jackson, Dion, who played multiple sports. I'm not talking about your your unicorn. Say the, I'm, I'm curious if the majority of players that have made a D1. Were one sport athletes. Oh. I'm curious. That's interesting. Well, I mean, I'm in Martinsburg, football, for like, example, there's three players that come to mind that that made D1, that played D1 basketball, mm-hmm. and I'm 98, 99 percent certain they didn't play any other sport. So I am curious. I would, I would like, it, and it, you know, I don't know if there's anybody that knows these details, and maybe it, who knows? Maybe, yeah. That's the that part I care. That would be a really good. Because I know I have that entire medical journal on... That's the other part, On though. the injury the opening, part. That's, I mean, that's a big which, part. Which you would think is that's the other part. way around. You would think it would be, you know, kids that play two or more sports would be more prone nah, to injuries. But yeah. it makes sense because they're using more planes of their body and muscle and all of that yeah, versus your body. a specific one-sport yeah. athlete. Yeah, I agree. I think we dive into that topic, if not next time, soon. Um, it'd be interesting. I would like to get somebody else on the couch, uh, too, to discuss the three-ball and uh all that good stuff so that's it everybody that's the hoopers no show sorry for all the ups downs lefts and turns but we're still figuring it out guys all right we, we had are. a lamp in here for better light but now the lamp's missing yeah and and you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking took our lamp here here's here's it comes uh here's the hoopers no show excuses we 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 are doing this uh like a fire drill so if it's a little disorganized and Sometimes our thoughts and aren't as clear, and our our sentences aren't as pure, and there's names and things that aren't. I will say uh, this right? is the most somewhat organized one we've done so far. Yeah, I feel like I was off. Just so you know, I'm, as a player coach, I was off my game today. So uh, that's be just better. Yes, time. yes, uh, I will. I will. Lots going on. Lots going on. But that's that's the Hoopers. You dropped what two fifty on a thing of yeah, crap. Yeah, two. two no disrespect. Well, <laughs> uh, you know. To, <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Thomas for uh, paying oh, me back Mr. for those crabs. Um, but yeah, but I think to end it here, as someone that's has that mindset, and maybe that's why you know we do a decent job. What we do, very critical. I think you know, like anything. So we want this to be better I for agree. everybody. So I concur. Yeah, but until next time, that's the Hoopers No Show. How peace. <laughs>